and welcome back to Giovanni Giorelli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Alright everyone, welcome back. And today I'm going to be talking about a movie that is a very, um, very storied life in, in pop culture. When it first came out, it was right after, oh, well, it's The Cable Guy. In case you didn't read uh, the episode title, it's The Cable Guy. I'm talking about The Cable Guy today. But when it when it first came out, it was basically seen as Jim Carrey's first big flop. So um, the year before was, uh, or well, yeah, I mean the year before was was Ace Ventura, um, the the sequel when Nature Calls. But then, um, but the year before that, in 1994. He really, really made a name for himself very quickly. Um, after you know, he was obviously very popular on In Living Color and stuff. That's a big, a big part of where he got his start. But in 1994, he had a knockout year. That was the year of Ace Ventura, uh, Dumb and Dumber, and um, The Mask back to back to back, dude. It was like, it was an insane year for him. And, um, and so he was obviously very popular. He was, like, on top of the world. And uh, and then this movie came out in, in 96, and it was seen as his first big flop. Like, it didn't even actually do terrible at the box office, but critics hated it, um, audiences hated it. It was, like, universally panned. It was basically, it was his least favorite movie for a long time. I think he's definitely made worse since, um, especially because I don't think this movie was actually that bad. Spoiler alert. But um, regardless, it's a... Uh, it's very interesting how this has evolved in in terms of its standing in pop culture and how it's looked at over the, the course of his career because I think now it's definitely it's definitely looked back upon as much better than it was seen as back then because back then people were were obviously like they were like really upset it was it was really a, a disappointment for a lot of people and I know they thought it was too dark and too weird and they weren't used to seeing Carrie as the bad guy and, and no one really liked that and just in general it had a really really terrible reputation and I was actually surprised when doing a little bit of research for this episode to the degree to which this movie was hated I didn't realize that it was it was so universally panned but it, it definitely was but I know when I had come across it like as I've heard about it through through the years I definitely regarded it as sort of his forgotten classic. I think that's how I really saw it. Kind of like um, his Unbreakable, if that makes any sense. Everybody remembers The Sixth Sense, and I know a lot of people think Signs is a really good movie. I uh, I think that they should watch it again, because uh, Signs is not a good movie. But, um, but for M. Night Shyamalan, he had a very similar thing happen, where he was on top of the world with his first couple of movies, and, and especially The Sixth Sense, and then... He made, um, he started going downhill with, uh, a lot of people trace it back to the village, but it's certainly with The Happening and Lady in the Water, uh, The Last Airbender, a lot of really, really bad movies. But, um, but a lot of people forgot, at least until, until Split came out, and it started to become much more talked about, but a lot of people forgot Unbreakable. And, uh, it was sort of seen as, as his, like, uh, forgotten gem, like, like people would tell you about it as if like you've probably never seen this but this is actually surprisingly good i disagree with that too i don't think it's very good but um but yeah i I definitely saw this as kind of the equivalent for jim carrey it was something that like hey if you're going back and and revisiting the early stages of his career you don't want to miss this one despite what people might tell you and i gotta 
I gotta be honest with you, um, I didn't love it. It definitely took me a while to really formulate my thoughts about it, but I did think it was really entertaining, and I thought it was very funny. Uh, Jim Carrey always makes me laugh. I love his movies. Uh, not all of them. There are some definite, definite uh, bumps in the road there, stuff like Yes Man and uh, Dumb and Number Two. Mm, yeah, that kind of stuff is just, no, it's, it's really not worth it. But I love stuff like Liar Liar, Dumb and Dumber, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, The Truman Show. Like, he's made some really, really awesome movies in his career. Like, he's a really, really, really talented guy. Like, a, a legitimately hilarious guy. And, and surprisingly has range. He's not just a comedian. Like, he doesn't just do funny faces. He also is a really really talented dramatic actor like he's he's really good in, in most everything that he does and even if it's not great he still commits you know he's still he's still very good in everything that he's in it just depends on whether or not the movie around him is as good as he is but he's always been one of my favorites if not my favorite actor uh, I would really put him up there a lot I don't know why it's just a lot of the stuff that he does really resonates with me so I wanted to check this out and I like I said before I didn't hate it but um I didn't love it I think I'm a little bit more so if like hating it would be like zero percent or, or something like zero to twenty five percent somewhere in there and um and like just okay it would be fifty percent and then like a hundred percent would be I loved it I think it'd be about a seventy five I didn't I didn't hate it I'm not totally in the middle but I didn't love it uh, I thought it was very good but it was just uh, not the type of thing that I would really love to revisit very often, and and like just uh, not the type of thing that uh, is very fun to watch. To be honest with you, it's like I said, it's really funny, and there's a lot of parts that are really entertaining. But in general, it's it's a pretty dark comedy. Um, the cinematography and general color palette are very muted, and I really like that about it. Actually, it has very good atmosphere. The scene where he has the spider creep, like crawling across his face and half of it uh half of him is in shadow it's all like super super creepy uh so i like that about it but um but yeah a lot of parts of it are just kind of uncomfortable so it's not something that i'd be um if i'm looking for movies of his to watch it wouldn't be one that i would immediately go to but i didn't know really anything about it before i started to watch it it was uh it was the type of thing where i was like i just looked at the one sentence synopsis on imdb and i was like okay whatever uh i had actually seen this before so it was weird to me that i didn't know what it was about but i really didn't remember anything we must have saw it on tv or something because the only thing the only thing i remember distinctly about it was the the uh trial thing the trial where they're like they keep cutting to it throughout the movie and um and you see like the you have to wait for the end of the trial but you don't have to wait for the movie like and they they have that part where he like shoots him with the shotgun. I remember that so distinctly. I thought that was so funny the first time I watched this, but I forgot literally everything else about the movie except for the night scene, the scene where they're fighting at uh, medieval times. I remembered that too, but it was like so weird because I thought that that shotgun thing was the beginning of the movie and that we had stopped watching it because uh, we didn't like it or something the first time, but I must have like jumped in uh, like halfway through because 
I just didn't remember anything before that. I didn't remember the opening or really the, the the basketball scene. Like, I really remembered nothing about it or the plot. So I must have not really watched that much of it. But at the same time, if I remembered the medieval night scene and the shotgun scene, then I know I must have seen it. Okay, that's a pretty sizable chunk of the movie. So I don't know how I just totally blanked it out. I have no idea when I would have seen this or what. Um... I know it was while I lived in this house, so in the past uh, seven years, so somewhere in there, um, I don't know, it was so weird, but I don't, I don't know, I totally blanked out on it, and I know for sure that I saw the shotgun part, that was the weirdest thing, it was like I was waiting for the whole movie, I kept thinking it was going to happen, and it just didn't happen, so weird, so, so weird, but I think uh, one of the most fun parts of this movie for me was... Uh, I sort of saw where it was going uh, pretty pretty quick. Like It does a good job of raising the stakes and consistently upping the degree to which Jim Carrey is being a super-duper creep. But, um, but I sort of saw that it would be headed that way just because I knew in the broad strokes what it was about from looking right before I went in. But I think one of the most fun parts of this movie for me was seeing people that I didn't know would be in it. Like I had no idea that... Matthew Broderick or Leslie Mann, Jack Black. I didn't know they were in there. Uh, I didn't know Eric Roberts was in there. I had no idea that um, that Owen Wilson would be there. Like there were a lot of people. Even David Cross was there very briefly. I was I was really um, really struck by the degree of really talented comedians that they even got in for just bit parts. But it was really cool to see them all in one movie. And just even if it's brief, it's like really cool that there was this movie where a lot of, like, gods in the comedy movie industry now are, are kind of all in one place, and, um, and yeah, I, I thought Ben Stiller did a really great job of directing this, and he was, he was good in the Sam Stash, Stan Sweet role, not that he really has much to do, but he, he looked the part, and he looked creepy enough, and, and the, like, weird fake trial footage, I think he, you know, he, he did what he was asked, which is what he asked himself. I don't know why I said that. Um, that's always weird when somebody directs and acts in a movie. You're like, well, they did a good job of, of a performance or whatever. But, like, I mean, they just told themselves what to do because they were also the director. Uh, anyway, that's just, that's just something weird. But, yeah, I thought this was a really interesting movie to just to think about because, like I said, it took me a while to formulate how I really felt about it. Coming out of it, I thought, like, oh, that was pretty good. And, and, and in the beginning especially, I was really, really into it. As it progressed, I wasn't as into it, but I thought Jim Carrey does a really great job of playing a totally different character than what he would have been known as before. He's still over the top, and he's still crazy and manic, and he's like a living cartoon, but he does a really good job of playing up the less delicious aspects of... Um, of, uh, what's his face? Oh, I don't even know if we know his real name. But anyway, the the guy, the cable guy, he, he like, he does a really great job of, of making you like him in certain moments and then, like, hate him in certain moments and laugh when he when he wants you to or, or whatever. Like, he does a really great job of playing the audience like that. And um, I really enjoyed watching him play all the sides of this character. And I also enjoyed, towards the end, the unraveling of this mystery, like, understanding that this guy never worked for the cable company, he's assuming all these fake names from TV shows, he gets a lot of the things he says from TV shows and movies, 
and just like he had a really weird tragic backstory um that was one of the funniest and most horrifying parts of the movie where where he's like i, I thought i told you i wanted a brother and um his mom's like yeah why do you think i'm going to happy hour i was like jesus but um i mean like it made me laugh but i was like that is that is really terrible that's what a horrible thing to tell your kid uh, not that he would understand, but, like, later on, that kid's gonna be like, did she say that's why I'm going to happy hour? But, I mean, just the, the idea of this person, this, like, amplified version of, of a, like, a stalker, just that off guy that you meet, but it ends up, like, he really, like, he really wrecks Matthew Broderick's life over the course of the movie. Uh, I think once he's in, he's weeded his way into the family, I was like, whoa. Well, there were two things about it. I was like, that is so creepy. And how is he going to stop this guy? And then also, this is a lot like What About Bob. And also, very similar to What About Bob, the family very conveniently and very quickly is just like, yep, this is totally normal. Rather than, um, one of you is clearly in the right here. And I don't think that you should be um, letting this complete stranger who clearly has mental issues into your home and being like, no, you're out of line. Like, mm, they are not believing that. If if there was suddenly a total stranger that showed up to my next family gathering without telling them and without telling me, and they knew that I didn't know him and didn't want him there, I don't think they would immediately be like, but he's so nice. They'd be like, um... No, actually, one of our family members feels threatened by this guy and clearly doesn't want him here. I think we should maybe go with the one that we've known our whole lives. Um, it's so weird that both What About Bob and, and this movie not only shared that plot point. Well, honestly, a lot of the plot is very similar. The obsession with this guy and, the, and him continuously trying to get him to leave, but it, he just won't leave. That's very similar. It, it's definitely handled in a much darker way, but it's like um it's very similar they also share that similar at least for me flaw in the in the movie in that like no way are they believing this guy no way are they just letting him into their house at least this one's a little better because they don't have small children but like man that was that was so weird it really struck me how similar those those two moments were but in general i thought this was a really uh really interesting and unique movie with a lot of great performances and um jim carrey obviously is the highlight but everybody in it is pretty good and i just loved seeing the escalation of him weeding his way into different aspects of uh of um uh steven's life i thought that was really interesting to see and just like the escalating terror and the different ways that he's got like leverage and blackmail against him that he had no idea was going to happen like just how perfectly he's orchestrated this whole situation it was really cool and it was really cool to see jim carrey be a bad guy you know what else i remember just realized that when he's in prison for like that week and jim carrey comes disguised as the, the lawyer when he does that whole like putting his nip up to the window and being like oh pretend gonna make everybody think you're gay or whatever he's doing there that i remember that too that was so familiar does he do that in another movie because i remember that too but i didn't remember him getting thrown in jail didn't remember matthew broderick didn't remember any of that i don't know why it was so weird maybe we watched the whole movie and i just but that can't be right that was so weird. I don't know, man. I really, really don't know. But this this initial viewing of this movie fascinates me. I'll never know what happened, but it's so weird. It's so weird what I remember and what I don't remember. 
I wonder why that happened, but I definitely remember the nip thing too, up against the glass. That's fun. That was funny too. But I was like, I don't know why I remember that. I don't know. So weird. But anyway, pretty good movie. Uh, great ending. Great ending. He's like, am I really your buddy? I was like, oh my god, it's gonna start again. Uh, also, even if he didn't have that spike, he's still dead. There, that was a high fall. If if he's not dead, his back is at least broken. If the if the tone of this movie were anything other than what it is, I would have been like, no. But it's ridiculous enough that I was I was willing to go with it. I was still like, there's no way he's not dead, but I was willing to go with it. So anyway, I really like that, and I should cover more Jim Carrey movies. I'd love to revisit Liar Liar because I freaking love that movie. Um. If I'm ever feeling in my bag, maybe I could uh, I could talk about um, Eternal Sunshine because that's such a good movie. But oh my god, what a sad movie! It just feels like I don't know, man. It does not feel good when you watch it. It's really relentlessly sad. Uh, I do realize now I've never talked about Ace Ventura, and I just watched that recently for the first time, sort of. But I could talk about that. It's been a couple weeks since I saw it, but I can still remember it pretty well. Um, I don't know. It's one of those weird instances that it's been happening a lot lately for some reason where I just kind of like forget to review a movie. But, um, man, what an interesting film. So maybe I will talk about it. Maybe I'll record that next. But regardless, this was kind of fun to revisit. And, um, and, uh, I would recommend revisiting it yourself if you have the same opinion of it that most people seem to, which is they really don't like it or they remember it very poorly. I think that this would be worth a revisit. It's on Prime right now, and uh, and definitely check it out. It's very interesting, and I think it could get you thinking. Plus, it's pretty entertaining when it's not totally uncomfortable. So, yeah. Anyway, that's what I have to say about that. Before I get out of here, I want to say that I am grateful for... Mm -mm -mm. I didn't plan this, baby. I didn't plan this, baby. I don't know. Um, that sounds so terrible. I'm not grateful for anything. But, like, there's so many that I'm just grateful for all the time. But that I've already said on this podcast. So I don't feel like repeating them. Uh, I mean, I put out enough episodes that you probably forget. But, like, I don't know. I kind of, I vaguely know which ones I do. I'm grateful for my dog i've done my dog before though there's no i haven't done my dog before um i'm grateful for the inspiration to draw again the other day uh always draw shoes that's a big thing for me even when i take some breaks i'll always come back around to it but uh, i decided to actually draw some people the other day just work on my hands my basics um i don't know why just randomly felt like it and they they look pretty good i'm still terrible at likenesses i I'm continuously reminded by that. No matter how many times I try to make it better, it just doesn't... I don't know, man. Likenesses are really hard. I don't know how people do it. But regardless, I'm glad that I got to got the inspiration to randomly try and that they looked pretty good for, for not having drawn people in a while. So I'm grateful for that. I don't know. It's not much, but it's something, you know? If you like this podcast and you want to leave it a review, five stars would be would be super helpful. If you think it's about one, maybe keep it between yourself and your dog. I don't know, but five stars is definitely the most goaded review you can leave. While you're doing that, because you can do it right in the app, please consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. That is a really awesome way to help support the show. Uh, if you want to follow the show on Instagram for updates 
on new episodes and what the topics of discussion will be, you can do that at moviesandmorepod on Instagram. Or if you want to follow me personally, you can do that at gvandrilli1 on Instagram. And then if you want to email the show with any comments, questions, concerns, or suggestions, you can do that at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. And if you want to find a great landing page for all that stuff and more, you can find that at moviesandmorepod.com. That's where I post uh, updates on new episodes, links to them, uh, the full list of everywhere, of, and links, of course, not just a list, but um, but links for everywhere that you can possibly listen to this podcast uh, all in one place. And then the, the links for the contacting me that I just listed off. So all that is right there in a really easy-to-find location. And it's another great way that you can help the show, just by visiting the site and everything. So, thanks if you've done all that, and thank you in advance if you're going to. But, in the meantime, it's mostly important that you listen to this, and thank you as always for doing so. I'll catch you in the next one. But until then... Uh... Oh, I got this one. Easy. Who is it? Cable Guy! (laughs) Okay, peace.